Welcome to episode 25. Kev, we're one quarter of the way to 100, one quarter of the way to the century mark of Q the Duck Boats podcast. Kevin, give us a famous number 25 or just a number 25 in the Boston Bruins. Give us a 25. Ah, Brandon Carlo, baby. Brandon second Carlo. Second pairing defenseman. Second pairing defenseman. What a guy. A guy who really? seems to be healthy going into the playoffs. And I think that's where we'll really start this. This is going to be our Bruins playoff preview. And the most important thing to me in playoffs is health. And it seems like finally, right, as we've been talking the last couple of weeks, we're worried about the Bruins' health. We're worried about the Bruins' health. They seem to be finally healthy, right, or at least getting close to it. And how important is that to you for this team? Dude, it's huge. Like when your team is known as a boo-boo bunch, that's what my football coach used to call us back in the day if you hurt. Go sit on the bench with a boo-boo bunch. But, uh, nah, it's huge. If you can't have your best players on the ice, it, it's just it's whack. Like, having Hamas Lindholm back, having Omar, who's been phenomenal, back, having pasta. Like, what pasta means is teams are to the power play, which we'll talk about more later. But health is everything. If you're not healthy, you're not going to win. And you win – it's going to be barely. And in the playoffs, you have to have your best players helping steal, steal games against top teams. And this year, we're going to need it, especially if you face a Florida or in, you make it all the way to Stanley Cup and you play a team like Colorado or Calgary or St. Louis. You're going to have to steal a game. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to need to steal some games along the way. Like, you're going to need strong goaltending, which I'm not as worried about the Bruins goaltending right now, really. Like, I think to Allmark's played really solid and he's really gained my trust. And I think Sway can do it too if need be. So like I'm all right with the Bruins goaltending. I really am. Like, are we the best goalie tandem in the NHL? I mean, no, but we're up there, right? And like we don't have the most top end guys, but we're still the talent's definitely there. So like, I mean, I'm I'm not I have no problem with that. I mean, just and kind of just like going through everything, right? It's like we're finally feel like we're getting healthy. And if we hit the injury bug at that point in the season, right, with that little stretch and we were all stressed and the Bruins lost some games, then so be it if we can be healthy now. You know what I mean? No, exactly. And like we've seen now they're healthy. They've won three straight and five of the last six after going five and five in that 10-game stretch. So we're getting there. And it's not just, like, shit teams that we're playing against. you getting wins against the Rangers. You're getting wins against Florida. And it was against Montreal, but also you beat Pittsburgh, you beat St. Louis, you beat Tampa back on the eighth. Like, these are playoff caliber teams. Yeah. And a lot of people say, now the Bruins are just beating up on basement bottom feeders, but no. But- no, we beat some playoff teams finally. Like, we went we went through a little stretch there where things were getting a little worrisome. I mean, the loss to the Senators, the loss to the Blues, the loss to the Caps. It was like, uh-oh. And then started to get some things together, and then now you get the boys back, right? Like, you, you see, like, David Pasternak changes the Bruins team. He changes how they play. He changes how they look. He changes the swag that they carry themselves with. And it's just – it's so important. It, you know, I mean, and I – how do you feel? Do you think Pasternak's going to reach 40 goals in the next two games? He just needs one more. I think so. I think he'll get it tonight in this Buffalo game. you see the odds on it? No. For him to score the first goal tonight was plus 1,000. But for him to score a goal at any point, I think it was like plus 106, almost even. 
Almost oh, I even I would have taken that even look. I know. I know. It's just like it, it really I think it's almost inevitable that he gets one in the next two. Um and then you look tomorrow when we play against the Leafs, they already announced that they're sitting um, Campbell, Matthews, and Martyr. So should be able to get another win there and just kind of kind of monitor what Tampa's doing and see where we seed in. I expect we're going to get more into it later, but I think we're going to play Carolina, and we'll really dive deeper into that matchup later. Yeah, so we would yeah, need Tampa to lose tonight and Tampa to lose on Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, no, tomorrow, yeah, we playing back-to-back on the same schedule as us. Yeah, everyone is. The season ends tomorrow for the whole league. No, playoffs there's start a game on the first. Really? The, well, I, I originally was supposed to end on the 29th, I think. I don't I mean, yeah. fuck, I be wrong. So, on Sunday, it's a Kraken Jets makeup game. Oh, like, okay. Canceled, like, postponed, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. But, yeah, I mean – and let's get into some Bruins award stuff, right? Um, we had a big award just happened right before we started recording, and Jeremy Swayman getting the seventh player award. How do you feel about that one? I know you've been kind of like calling for Hall on this one, but yeah. I'm going to start off here. I'm going to start off. Sway okay. was huge to the Bruins this year. He was the most unexpected player. We did not know that Swayman was going to be able to come in and be an NHL-ready goaltender, and he was. When we needed him early in the year, he was there. When Tuka came back, he, he took it on the chin. He went down to Providence. He said all the right things, did all the right things. Came back and had an amazing month of February. Did he start to flounder a little bit? He did, but he's a rookie goaltender, and he's still very, very good, and he's still very usable, and he's the goalie of your future. So I think Sway's deserving. Are there other guys who are also deserving? Yeah, like I, I, I really do think so. But um, I'm not like mad that Swayman won the award by any means. Now you can go. Oh, no, I'm the same way, like, I'm happy Swayman won it. Like, big Swayman guy. Swayway. Remember, Jake, you wanted to make some Swayway merch? Yeah, I want to make Swayway merch, but I got shut down. Got shut down. Oh, uh, yeah. No, Swayman's deserving. Like, for him to come in and win 20-plus uh, starts and help the Bruins get through a stretch there for a while, he, he, he did deserve it. Was it nice to see maybe Holly get it? Yeah. Because how was having the season, his second-best season of his career. And I remember at the beginning of the year, I was kind of like, eh, hollow. But, like, since, like, January 1st, like, Hall oh, he's really impressed me. Yeah, he's proven it. So, and, and to be honest, like, him and Hall still played decent without Pasta. They did. Pasta brings another element. But, like, Hall was still scoring goals. He was still making plays. He's another guy. He has a chance of 20 goals. He's at 18. Needs two more, right? Hall yeah. needs one. Hall has 19, I think. We have a bunch of guys who are right there on that cusp of the 20-goal season. That's kind of like the benchmark great NHL season. You have Marshy with 32, Pasta has 39, obviously uh, Berge is 22, and Hall has 19. I'm hoping he has 20. Hall is at 18. What's the uh, Bruska? 24. So the Bruins have some guys who, who had pretty decent goal-scoring seasons. Coyle's at 16, Craig Smith's at 16. Those are healthy numbers for them. Um, you'd like to see both of them at 20, but they had slower starts to the year, at least for Smith, like chemistry-wise. Good to see Charlie McAvoy get a double digits on this team. There's a lot of positives for this Bruins season, which – it was an odd season. There was times where we were like, is this a playoff team? There were times where we're like, they're a Stanley Cup contender. And now there's times like now where we're kind of like, I think we just have to wait and see, just like everyone. Um, I'm happy with where we're at. I'm happy with the, the addition we made of um, Hampus Lindholm. I think that's going to help us for years to come. So there's a lot of positives to look at with this Bruins team. Even if we don't 
go that deep in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And our, I think our most likely first round matchup is going to be Carolina. It really is. So how do you how do you feel about Carolina? In all honesty, like is that a team you were looking to play? I know we said that we were, but they're just so talented. But they have some questions at goaltender. Like who's playing goalie for them tonight? Do you know? Is it this Koshetikov? No, Rantanen is. Rantanen? Ranta? Anti Ranta. Anti Ranta. Yeah, no, he's in goal tonight. I wasn't sure if he was back. I know that they were were having problems. Yeah, no, this is his first start tonight. He's back in that. I mean, and Carolina's good. There's no question about it. They're good. They have top end players. You don't want to play against Ajo. You don't want to play against Feshnikov. You don't really want to play against Teravinen. Trocek, the Prius, is good. And they, and they beat up on the Bruins this year. They really have. But when the going gets tough, I still think Boston has the edge in the series. I think a lot of people would agree. I don't – I mean, I'd still, I would rather play the Hurricanes than the Rangers. I would rather play the Hurricanes than the Leafs, too. I mean, the, Austin Matthews isn't playing the Hurricanes. It's that simple when you look at that matchup. Right? Like, how do you – I mean – Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, they have the players, but – it's tough because like they've gotten better over the years. Like I think we're eight and one against them since like 2016 or something yeah. in the playoffs. But they're whole. They're a different. This team. is a different team. They're they're yeah. so well coached. They're they're. It's because those guys have gotten older and they became NHL stars. And they have good like Seth Jarvis is a beast of a young kid on their team. They have good young defensemen. Martin Natius is a good player. Brady Shea is a very solid defenseman. Tony D'Angelo was a great offseason pickup. D'Angelo, the untouchable, went to the Canes and has been great. I mean, he really has. Um, for all the hate yeah. he had, all the problems he had, he seems to fit in just fine. And they've got yeah, a good goal. I think, I think we've talked about it before with the goaltending is Freddie Anderson. Yeah. They know how to beat Freddie Anderson. Yep, and he does not want to come into the TD Garden. Exactly. Like, he'll be a sieve, 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 sieve. I mean, like, but he's had it. He has a 2.7. 2.17 goals against average. He's having a Vesna type season. Well, we've seen it before. In the regular season. I know. Like regular season, postseason, guys just can't handle the pressure in the moment. And but they do have some guys that can play with edge, you know. Like Max Domi was a good pickup for them. And we'll see how it goes. Geez, they're just... Hurricane actually up three one on the Devils right now. Yeah, they are. They are up three one. Bruins are tied right now. Still, Panthers are up one nothing. Yeah. It's end of season stuff though. It's tough to like it's tough to get super excited for these like last two games because I'm just looking for the playoffs already. And like what oh, I see, like what's gonna come. That's what I was so, thinking my bets tonight. I'm like, let me see who's sitting who. Yeah, that because it's so important this time of year. It's tough to gamble till it's really tough to gamble now the whole way out. You're better off picking series winners than like game by game because anything can happen. These games are gonna go to overtime. We're back to continuous OT now. Like, games go long, they're tough, they're different. And that's where it's like, I, I almost look at the Bruins season as like a wash to this point because they're a playoff team. They're built to be a playoff team. And now we just got to see them do it. You got to see who steps up and who takes their game to the next level. I think the most important thing for the Bruins in this playoffs is going to be the Charlie Coyle, Craig Smith, Trent Frederick line. If they can produce at a high level, I think the Bruins are going to be a really tough team to beat. Because you know the Bergeron, Marchand, the Brust line is going to be firing. And you know Hall of Pasta and Hall are going to be firing. If that third line can get going, we can have some solid, hard fourth line play. The Bruins are a tough team to beat, especially when you have – you can roll out McAvoy and Lindholm for 30 minutes. Like, it's not going to be them playing 20 minutes in the playoffs. 
When the going gets tough, they're going to play the whole time. Yeah, the thing um, Bruce already said, the lineup is pretty much set in stone. It's going to be all same four lines, the same top two pairings. And the only question mark is your third pairing. He hasn't figured out who he's going to roll with. Yeah. But that's kind of like the. Who would you want to see on there? Or would you rather be like a rotation? I'd rather be a rotation. I'd rather be a rotation and whoever going gets the spot. Like you got to, I mean, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Clifton in game one. Cliffy can harness the energy of playoffs usually and go out there and lay some big hits and he can score big moments. So if he's playing Cliffy hockey, I'm all right with it. I really am. But we'll see like how, see how it goes. I mean, he's minus one in the year. He has 10 points in 58 games. It's not a, not a great year for Clifton, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, they're all going to get chance. They're all going to get to play in some games. You know what I mean? Right. I'd love to see Brown get out there. Yeah. Oh, and we're going to see how that just works. like set the tone early. Like they're not going to play that him. much. Those guys aren't going to play that much. They're going to their minutes are who are getting eaten up by by uh, Charlie and Hampus and Yoro, Carlo and Grizzly. So I I think we're going to see our third pair defensemen around like. 11 12 minutes unless like you know what i mean unless they're really playing good like i just don't i i don't see it like i just don't see it happening like i i think you're gonna see mcavoy and lindholm close to 30 you're gonna see grizzlick around 20 22 gonna see the same thing for carlo that third pair is there's not a lot of time left for that third pair they're gonna be around 10 11 12 minutes i think i, I could be wrong but that's really what i think is gonna happen and I think the Bruins' fourth line, they will get some time, but they're going to need to really push. They're going to need to push because I think you, you, when Freddie solidified his spot on the third line, it kind of made the fourth line a little more up and flush. What are they going to run for game one? It's going to be Felino, Lazar, and Nosek. It is a good yeah. fourth line. It's a good fourth line. They could be game changers too. So we'll really see how it goes. This Bruins team is so much deeper than what they displayed all year. And I think for a guy like Nick Foligno, who had the worst year of his career, statistically, it, it's going to be nice for him to get a blank slate. He's going to be a guy who could come up big in the playoffs. Like, he's going to have a blank slate. It's going to be brand new. He can go out there and he can light it up. So that's what you got to hope. I mean, he's, I, don't, I don't expect he's going to light it up, right? I mean, that might be an over-exaggeration. But he's going to be able to have uh, an impact. And Boston cares about playoffs. That's what we care about. If you go out there and you have an impact, then you'll be remembered, you know? All right, so here's my question. Yep. Who's your one dark horse player for the Bruins to step up? Dark horse player to step up for the Bruins. Um, Charlie Coyle. Okay. I think Charlie Coyle is, steps up in big moments. I think we'll see a great puck possession playoff out of Charlie Coyle. He does not mind playing big man hockey, and he can score goals in close. Um, Coyle's not always the flashiest player, but he can grind you out. He can hold that puck and he can get a good shot off. So I think Charlie Coyle is going to be very, very important to this Bruins team in the playoffs. I really do. He's my guy. He's my guy for them because I think the top six are going to play good. They're going to. And that that middle six or that, that third line, really, those three guys are going to be so important. I call them my X factors. I still feel that way. But I think the driver of that line is Coyle. So Coyle's going to have to drive the bus on them. And for what Coyle's making, he, he's not he producing at that level, so he better fucking drive the bus for the playoffs. It's that simple. As much as I like Coyle, it's time to drive the goddamn bus. I don't. I mean, he has to. There's not really any other. There's right. no other choice. For him. Um, 
he gets the Boston player break. He gets the, and he makes great plays when you need him to. But I mean, he had, he has 43 points in 80 games and he's a minus six. He's making 5.2 fucking million dollars a year. Like you, you got, you know, I mean, it just, it is what it is. Like, right. He no, he's flat, paid and, second center. Yeah. Money, he but. And he, he, he couldn't make it work in that position. He, he didn't make it work. So I'd like to see more out of him. That's for damn sure. And I, I think we can. I, I, you know, it's just weird because he's not like statistically. He's only gone over twenty goals one time this whole career. He's not a goal scorer. He's a puck possession player. But I just, I'd like to see a little more. But I don't know if we're ever going to get what I want out of him because you know the talent's there. I just, I don't know. But if he has a huge, if he has a big playoffs, like it's that simple. Like if you go out and you perform in the playoffs, you're remembered forever, and nobody cares what you get paid. So oh, exactly. Hometown who's, hero shows up in the playoffs. Yeah. Story writes itself. Who's your goaltender for game one? Omark. Yeah. I just think Omark's 8 1 and 0 in his last nine starts. Yeah. Like, he just, you have to ride the hot hand. Like, we talk about we love Sway. Sway's been great. But at the moment, you're riding the hot hand. It's Omark. He's proven, especially since he's come back from injury, he's your guy. You're paying him the five mil. Season, you brought him in here for five years. Like, give him a shot. He's stepped up. He's proven that he's ready. And there's really no argument against him. Like until he faults in the playoffs, which I really hope he doesn't. So, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I what agree. about you? What are you thinking? I agree. Olmark's my guy. I asked my dad this question, and he said, "Olmark, Olmark's been steady, Eddie. I think that's the best way to put it. Like Olmark has just been steady. He's done what he's done, and." I think the biggest thing for Olmark is he's never played on a team like the Bruins where they have strong team defense and he was in a new place with a new team in a new city. And I think it took him a little bit of time to get adjusted. And we're now seeing him fully adjusted, fully a part of the group. And I think it's shown on the ice. I think that's kind of the same thing with Hollick. He's a new player coming in and he needed time to find his way and get adjusted. Once that happened, we've seen a better player. Um, there's a lot to be said for being comfortable, you know, in sports. If you're not comfortable in your situation, you're not going to play as good. And that's been proven time and time again. And I think this Bruins locker room does a great job of making people comfortable and making people feel like a part of the group. So once that happens, I think it just shows in spades how much it can help. Yeah, um, look at Lindholm. He comes right in. He's like, do I love it here already? Yeah, complete, exactly. Yeah, it's a 180. It's, and even the, the DeBrusque, he goes to that top line. You're playing with Marchand. You're playing with Bergeron. He's 100% comfortable, and he's shown yeah. it. So, yeah, I really like I can't. I mean, we have it on the sheet. I just want to we'll get we'll jump right to it. So, it's Jake DeBrusca Bruin after this year. He has two years at four million. It's super enticing to keep him. I, I, I really I put out a Twitter poll and I don't even let me get let me get it up quick. You answer this question is DeBrusca Bruin after this year? I hope so. I really hope so. Because if he can produce 25 goals, have like. Extend what he had in the second half all season long at four million to steal. And with the Bruins cap space the way it is going forward, and it DeBrus's age, like you need that. If you can, if Bergeron comes back for at least a year or two or three, I hope having Marshan, Bergeron, and DeBrus as your top line, and letting everyone else just fall in, it's a game changer. It lets you be consistently competitive. You're going to make the playoffs. It's everything's in set, everything's set in stone. You have your top defensive pair, 
you have your top play, top line of the rest these. And Bergeron comes back, you have your goalies. Like, just let everything else fall into place. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think so. I put out the poll on the Q the Duck Boats pod Twitter, and um, I just ruins polls check. Bruins fans polls check. How do we feel about Jake DeBrus feature in Boston ever's play late? 22% of you said must keep him. 38% said trade him in the summer, and 40%, which was a slight winner, said wait and see. I think the biggest thing is wait and see. Like, yeah, we want to keep him, but if he doesn't want to still be here, then we have to give him. Like, if he's performing yeah. well, playing with two of the best players in the, con- the world, getting only positive reinforcement from the fans, seems to be having fun again, and he still doesn't want to be in Boston, it's done. You got to let him go. But I hope that's not the case. I personally hope Jake DeBrus takes away the trade request and state and says he wants to be a Boston Bruin. Yeah, I really do. Um, because he's a guy that can help in all facets of the game. And he hasn't even been a huge, a huge power play player this year, right? He hasn't had that much time in that top unit. And that's somewhere that when he was really firing, he was really producing. So seeing him doing it five on five is awesome. That segues us right in. That was a pro level segue. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Three pats. What's up with the power play? I, so when Poss got hurt, I said, hey, it was Poss, no Poss, no power play. Poss has been back. The first game back, he had one power play goal. But since then, it's like, where's the power play? He didn't have a power play goal when he got back. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. It was the power yeah. play was over. Power play had ended. He caught the pass oh, across really? the crease from Holland. He scored. Yeah, no, it was not a was not a power play goal. They have not scored a power play goal in like like four games or something. But either way, I mean, I could be wrong. But Pasta has fourteen power play goals. This is crazy. And this weekend at DeBrusque, he has two power play goals and three power play points. He's really gotten his points. His forty points, thirty-seven of them came regular strength. Um, I, I couldn't be happier with the second half of the year for Jake DeBrusque. I really can't. That makes me start to like think about the future, right? We've talked playoffs. We've talked how the Bruins are right now. Let's take a little look to the offseason and kind of what what things are going to look like for this team. Two of our top prospects are having some pretty good performances. We'll start with Johnny Beecher, who's down in Providence. He has three goals and two assists in seven games. That's pretty good numbers for a guy who we were scared couldn't score. He was having some trouble in college, but he seems to be scoring at the AHL level, which is higher. <laughs> I mean, did the P Bruins beat Michigan? I don't know, but they probably do. Um, the whole thing and- is like, people don't understand. Beecher wasn't asked to score at Michigan. He was on the third line. Five of his teammates were first, like winning one of the top six of the 2021 draft. It's He wasn't there to score. He did what he did. He was a two-way center on the third line. He, just, he knows how to play defense. He knows how to use his big body to protect the puck. And that's what he did. He did what they asked. And the coaches say that all the time from Michigan. He did what we asked him to do. And he didn't complain. Really? Have you seen? Have you like seen a lot of things about him like that? I, I really haven't read that. I'm not. Yeah. So I was reading like the other day. I was about to write the article about him, but yeah, no. His coaches only have positive. Like, like they said, his smile. He just comes in his attitude. It's just for the locker room for everyone. He's always is a positive guy. Just wants to get better, and just does what they ask him to do. And his teammates love it. Like their senior captain. That's all he always. All he said was good things about uh, Johnny Beecher. So That's I'm excited. Great. I know you've been always been big on him. So yeah, no, I, I so like I liked Beecher at the National Development Program. I liked what I saw 
when he played World Juniors, and then he got the suspension from World Juniors for the headbutt. That was funny. And he gets some, like, he just had some just, like, odd things that happened to him and some weird injuries. And I think it derailed the season a little bit. And it derailed kind of his college experience in a way. But I really do think he has the talent to be a good NHL player. I don't think he's a first-line star, but, hey, he could prove us wrong. But still, like, I, I'm higher on Beecher than I was a couple weeks ago, just getting to watch some highlights and seeing him play at the AHL level. I actually wish we took the time to go watch a game down in Providence. We really should just to go kind of check in on these guys. But um, I think Johnny Beecher's doing what he's asked to do, and I think he's really going to fight for a job in camp. The guy who I think is going to win a job in camp and be a top six player next year and maybe could be that replacement for Jake DeBrusque if he does go in the summer is Fabian Lizell. Lizell is on fire. I'll let you take this one because you wrote the article about him and you've been writing about him all year. But he has eight points in his first three WHL playoff games. He is a monster. Like, oh my God. He, like, just watching him play. So, like, in his first playoff game, he had five assists. The Cougar Giants scored five goals. This man legit created, I'll create five goals. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, they talk about is like, you can be a great goal scorer, but what makes you a great player is your ability to create offense for your teammates. You see it in people like McDavid and Drysidle. Huberdo, like you see in all these guys, yeah, they can score when they want, but they can also create for their teammates and they know when to pass and they know how to pass. So that's what this kid brings. And then second game, he had one assist. And then last night, he had a beautiful goal and another assist. He's just, he's driving it. Like Vancouver's has scored 11 goals in their three games. And Lysel's been part of eight of them. Like, like it's crazy. So I'm excited. Like I know a lot of people have said about his size and everything, but he's also 19. He's gonna grow into his body. Look at Pasta. You you grow exactly. You're gonna grow into your body. Like especially with the development programs that they have. Like they'll put him this off season. He'll be on a weight program. They'll get him up. They'll build it. Or look at even like Johnny Gerdau. Like dude's tiny. Dude's five nine. Yeah, if and, you have enough talent, enough speed, you can right, play exactly. Well, he's look at Cole Fifteen points. You can, you can like, play. Yeah, size doesn't really matter anymore. I mean, it matters. It matters. To an extent, but if you have the talent. Yeah, you can play. Exactly. Especially in this league, it's if you're fast, which Lysel is. Like, they're comparing to McDavid speed. Like, you have the talent. You have the speed. I heard him come. He was compared to McDavid or Yari Curry. I was like, okay. It's pretty good comparisons. Some all-world players. Yeah, I mean, Fabian Lysel is the steal of the draft. That's the best I've seen the Bruins draft in a long time. All because of character concerns because the dude just wanted to play. Yeah, that's, and that's Brett, all it was. Brett Howden, right? Well, who is it? it? was not Brett Howden. Brett Harrison. He's had a pretty good year, too. Um, I'll look up his stats right now, but he was he was like a surprise pick due for the Bruins there, I think, a little bit. Like, he was a guy who was supposed to go a little higher. So I was happy to see that, too. The Bruins made a, and who they, they also took Jamie Lane, brother's son. Um, I don't know his first name, but either way. So Brett Harrison, right? He went in the third round. Not the second round. Fact check myself. 85th overall. And he had 61 points in 65 games. 27 goals, 34 assists. He's a bigger boy. He's 6'3", um, 175 pounds. Could grow into his body. He's a left shot center from Ontario. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, he's 18. I, he could be another guy who kind of pushes for a job. Like he, He's definitely a guy with some talent. So I was, I was happy with that. And, I think, and then you have 
kind of like what the Bruins have just done in the college game, right? Look at uh, – and I've, I didn't even talk about Lowry yet. Just looking at forwards like Georgi Merkulov, right? You've written about him. Is yeah, Georgi dude, Merkulov? he's killing it. Like, he's got some talent. That's why I wanted to bring up is like we all know Sweeney loves the NCAA. My dad just texted me. My dad just texted me, Sway. Next text said, Holler should have won, I think. Kev thinks so too. Kev thinks so too. Yeah. But, but, uh, going, sorry. No, yeah. So we all know Don Sweeney loves NCAA. And he, especially he's free agents. And he has three that he hit on this year that have all showed up and they've looked good. Merklov so has far. five points in six games. He has a goal and four assists. But as a freshman at Ohio State, he had 20 goals and 14 assists for 34 points in 36 games. Another guy, and he's 21, he's 5'10", 160 pounds, so a smaller guy, but still, another guy who's going to push. Like, he's going to push. The Bruins made some decent moves to kind of restock this pool. And Mason Lowry looks like he's going to be another guy who's going to be a good NHL player. Yeah, he he's not going to be next year. Back. He's going yeah, go to go back for another year. To which is fine. That's fine. He can go exactly. Back for Let him year. do what he wants to do. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because I think he's only 21. Yeah, that's – I mean – you can't like you can't fault anyone who wants to go back to college. Beecher did it. The people would have taken him this year and he went back for another year. Um, it, you know, they want they he wants to have his best chance to go right to Boston. Like nobody wants to go play in fucking Providence. I mean, right. Honestly, they like, know it was yeah. like, ooh, Providence. Like every day when I have to drive into Providence, I'm miserable. Like I they probably feel the same way. So <laughs> I just I look at it like that. But I think the biggest thing, like the overall message is the Bruins had a, a good year, a year to be happy about with you had to deal with COVID at the start. We dealt with COVID in the middle. They had the disappointment of the Olympics. We had Marchand playing in the MVP pace, get suspended, get super disappointed about the Olympics, get suspended again. And it really, really threw off his season. And I think he's a guy who's going to just light it up in the playoffs. He's going to be playing with a vengeance and right. a lot of positives. I think the Bruins are going to do good in this playoff run. Do I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup? Personally, I don't. I like to be, I'm trying not to be a homer, right? I, I want them to win the Stanley Cup. I'm rooting for them too. I don't think anyone beats Colorado. I think Colorado's probably going to win the Stanley Cup. But we'll so see. Who's your Stanley Cup matchup? Uh, right now, my Stanley Cup matchup. Hmm. I'm going to go with the New York Rangers. Really? Yeah. I'm going to go Rangers and Avalanche. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you two: Rangers and Avalanche, or Panthers and Calgary. I was gonna say Panthers, Calgary. Yeah, I like. I just. I kind of like didn't think of them, and then instantly my brain was like, "You idiot! You probably should have went Panthers, Calgary." I think either of those two matchups are pretty good. Like, I I think that the five on five scoring of the Rangers has picked it up a bit. The Rangers is pretty solid D, and they have great goaltending. Goaltending can win Stanley Cups. I think the best overall team is Colorado. I think Calgary might be the best built team for playoff hockey. And I think right. the Panthers are a fucking wagon. And I think Sorry, two F bombs in a row is doing so good. What? It's the two F bombs in a row is doing so good. Yeah. Jake's been trying to come back to that, guys. Yeah. We uh, you know, you got a little talking to at my family event from my yeah. cousin. <laughs> yeah. Trying to, but, cut, uh, trying to cut it back. You know what, Kev? Before you touch on that, before you give us who your two teams are that you think are going to be in the, be in the Stanley Cup final. I have a it's quick that time word for you. Guys. It's that time. I have a quick, time word, a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines 
up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BETUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Kevin, what's your projected Stanley Cup matchup? Well, yeah, I was going Calgary, Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, anticlimactic. Really yeah, I know. I really like, I really like Calgary, especially like the first round matchup. Like they're probably going to play the Preds, and the Preds yeah. stay first. They play Preds or Dallas. Right now, it's the Preds, and Preds has lost their goalie. We don't know how long, but for now, it's the rest of the regular season, and most yeah. likely, first round. Dallas is going to get walked. Walked by Colorado. Especially if they play Colorado. Dallas made the playoffs with a negative goal differential. That's not right. <laughs> no, they're going to get absolutely walked. Well, That's the one Vegas... thing. It's like, as much as I wanted Vegas to lose, like Vegas would have came into the playoffs healthy and had a chance, but it ain't going that oh, way. They fumbled so bad. Every chance they're winning and they I messed know. up. You're getting, you're lagging a bit. Jack Eichel's hurt though. Eichel has a thumb injury. It just hasn't really uh, been out there. Poor guy. Yeah. So oh, Eichel, like when Eichel got there, I think he got hurt like right away, and I think it's definitely affected him. And I'm not gonna like come out with Jack Eichel hate. You know, I'm a, you know I'm an Eichel guy, but I think um Big I think guy. I think that they'll be better next year. But at the same time, like I, I say this to Connor, right? I say it often to Connor. You like you can't. This isn't NHL 22. Like we can't. It's around the trade deadline. Connor likes to fantasize about all the trades and. He's pretty plugged in, so he has people talking to him nonstop about it. And I'm like, dude, like it's just not going to happen that way. But Vegas does that. Vegas will trade anyone, move anyone, switch coaches. It's like they're playing a video game. And it proved that all these video game type moves and just letting Flory go and doing things like that, like it didn't work. It didn't work. You didn't make the playoffs. With all the guys you have and all the talent you signed and all these big dollar players, you didn't make the playoffs. That's that's not great. It's not ideal. Vegas, with the talent they have, should be a playoff team. But they're not. So, I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting run. I'm excited to strap in for it. We're going to be doing a live stream coming up soon, which we're definitely going to get more information out. And we just went black and gold with our logo. In honor of the Bruins playoff run, we're going to keep the logo black and gold till the Bruins get knocked out, and then we'll go back to the classic red, white, and blue. I think we're going to try to get some merch on sale with the black and, goo lo- black and, black and, goo. Black and gold logo. So we're going to get that out there. And um, thank you guys for all the support. Things have been awesome lately. Um, we really appreciate everything. Remember, buy the merch, keep supporting the pod, and follow us on all, all the social medias. Follow us on Apple Music. Follow us on – I said Apple Music. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, everything. We appreciate all the support, and um, join the Discord. We made a Discord and join it up. Kev, you have anything to say? Buy the merch. I need a new truck. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>